0: this series is for you. Experienced agent, this series is for you. It doesn't matter. Agent on a team, team leader, we're going to give you strategies and techniques to figure out how to scale and grow your business to close deals today. Not in the future, not tomorrow, today. This is what we're focusing on all month, the techniques, the strategies you need. So welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Hey, hey,
1: hey, welcome everybody. Welcome to Agent Power Huddle. Wednesday morning, midweek energy. If you're here live, we love it. Turn your cameras on so we can see you. I'll get some energy from you. If you give you give me that energy through the camera. Um, and for those of you that are catching us on the replay, we're so excited to have you on the replay as well. I'm Amy Izzo. If you haven't met me before, I'm here every Wednesday morning. And this month, like Jesse said, we are focusing on now business. The last couple of weeks, I've been talking a lot about scripting and drip campaigns and calling your sphere and all of the things. But you know what I'm hearing a lot of? I'm hearing a lot of, hey, we have business in the pipeline, but the rates are driving our people crazy, right? They're making It's hard for us to close business. We're losing some deals as well. We're losing some offers, we're losing some deals because we're having this shift in the market. And so how do we deal with that? And so we're gonna focus on that today and that's gonna help us take some of the business in our pipeline and some of the new leads that we have coming in And it's going to help us shift those through the process to the close. Okay, everybody. So ask questions along the way, utilize the chat, um, unmute and jump in. But Chris Norris is my special guest today. Hey, Chris. Welcome. Hey, everybody. Good morning. Chris is an amazing experience lending partner um, with Supreme Lending, and he is one of my preferred partners. And I asked him to join me so we can just have a really great conversation as a team because, guys, we're going to have to really team up with our financial partners if we haven't been doing it on steroids before. We got to do it now. We really got to do it now because the purchasing power has really shifted for a lot of our buyers. So it's really time to lock arms um, with partners like Chris for me. So we all have one. And if not, go get you one. If you need help, message me. I'm going to help you do that. Okay. So Chris, thank you so much for your time. I really, really, really appreciate it. And I know the agents are going to get a ton of value from this. Um. I just want to get, I want to start with picking your brain. And guys, if you have questions, you know, drop them in the chat. But I just want to start with picking your brain about what is going on with the rates. Okay, Chris, let me just ask it this way I've been in the business, this is my 10th year. So when I started, rates were like five, 6%. They could be seven on the norm. And we were just clicking along just fine. And then they went to two and 3% which was like, hallelujah, but a little yeah. insane too, right? Yeah. yeah. Now they're like seven and a half. What has happened to my life?
2: <laughs> good good <laughs> question. Good question. I, uh, you know, it's funny because I go back to almost 20 years ago when I got in the mortgage industry. And I remember when the rates were seven and a half and 8%. Uh, arms were uh, completely in uh, play. Uh, people were utilizing arms. And uh, I remember when the rates dropped to six and a half percent, Amy, and it was a refinance boom. Like you've never seen, it was crazy. Everybody's going nuts because the rates were six and a half. You know, we've uh, gone through these cycles of up and down five and a half to six and a half, then down to fours, then down to the threes. Uh, And I just shared with you a couple of days ago, I I remember locking a rate at 1.99 for somebody on a 15 year. And I just can't even believe that we did something like that. So, you know, uh, the the rates are, are are an interesting thing you know the 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 government has to do things to try and slow things down a little bit um so they raise those interest rates to try and slow uh the the economy slow the market um and and unfortunately we get the negative impact for it because everybody gets a little nervous they saw the rates at three and a half they saw the rates at four and a half and now they're going what in the world six and a half seven and a half? I don't want to buy like this. Uh, That's what they're thinking, and you know, like we were talking about it, Amy. It's really about having that good conversation with them and helping them to understand where we're at, and that the rates are going to come back down. You know, uh, talking to uh, people uh, in the industry that I trust uh, implicitly, uh, following some of the greatest people out there, like A Barry Habib. If you guys don't follow him or look into him, he's amazing. He gives you a lot of really good input gives you really good uh you know things to to anticipate on what the rates are going to do. Uh Barry Habib, I was just in, he came out to, he was flown out to our uh corporate uh meeting, sales meeting uh just a couple of months ago. Uh, and he said that he believes this is a six-month window that we're gonna have here where we're gonna suffer the rates for about six months and then the rates could should go down. There's another person that I followed uh that I, that I think is uh, very well connected knows uh, the industry very well he believes it's going to be more like a year so um i uh those are both people that i really trust and i think uh what we're gonna see is for the next six months to a year we're gonna see these rates maybe climb up a little bit and then maybe drop uh back down um you know so maybe land about where they're at um and then eventually i see them in the fives to be you know my take on it so
1: who, so as agents, you know, we're not all, we may not all really be used to following some um, of the kind of Barry Habibs of the world, the people you might be following. So yeah. you, may, you mentioned Barry, you know, what else should we be following? Where else can we get information that maybe we can understand and utilize in our education process?
2: Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Uh the the it's called the MBS highway if you're not familiar with uh Barry Habib's uh services. Um he does have a a paid service that a lot of lenders actually pay for to get kind of a take on where the market's going, uh what's going on. Uh he's he is great to listen to. Uh and then there's another one I'll give you that I I really personally uh think is amazing uh that I think would be totally worth uh, your uh, looking into uh, if you've never heard of uh, him. Um, Keeping current matters, okay? Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're not familiar with Keeping Current Matters, uh, he's he's amazing. He's uh, a Tom Ferry guy. Tom Ferry has him come in on a regular basis and give kind of the the overall view of what, of what the how what's going on in the housing market, uh, and he puts a lot of really good content out there. So those are a couple people that I would totally recommend that you look into.
1: Yeah, and keeping current matters you guys is a paid subscription process. It's not much. I think it's 25 or 30 bucks a month. It's not much. I've been paying for it for years and there's a lot of really great content on there we can use to learn and educate as well. So, if you're not on there, get on there and see if your broker's mm-hmm. on. There. So, get on there. Okay. So, you all right. So, Chris, so so what what is it what that you think we should be doing right now? with our lender partners, and with our clients, let's assume I've got somebody, you know, okay, I have an agent and she has, you know, 10 or 12 people in her pipeline, and they've been shopping for a few months, right? Some of it has been inventory. Now inventory is a little bit more opened up. So but now it's a little bit of fear around, oh, yeah. the rates are up. So maybe I should wait. What's right. the, you know, what's your opinion on that?
2: Yeah, great question. Um, You know, in my opinion, uh, you know, ironically enough, I think I even told you this yesterday. I was doing a call block like we were talking to the agents about doing to make sure that we're scheduling time to get a hold of people. And that's actually exactly what I did. I started going back to some of my pre approvals that have been pre approved for two or three months, even four months or longer. And I started calling through them. In my opinion, uh, as you and I have talked about a little bit, uh, what I think we need to be doing is going out there and um, really helping them educate them on the misconceptions of the fear-mongering fear, uh, fear uh, mongering crowd that's out there. That's, oh, the rates are so high. Oh, nobody is buying right now. That's not true. There are people that are buying right now. And the reality of it is, I think it's just about educating them on the benefits of the market that we're in right now. You know, uh, right now, uh, inventory is up. So, you know, you got more homes for people to be looking at right now. And I don't think people realize that where they were fighting against 10 people with a house that was on the market for one day, two days. And they're, they're, they're fighting with 10 people uh, trying to get an offer in and see if they could be the highest. Um, right now, you know, you're, you're seeing less of that. Um, and I think that, that, that now people actually have an option to look around and see if there's a house that they actually, that fits what they want, uh, instead of just settling for something because it, it's the only four bedroom out there with two, two and a half baths. Um, I think that that's, that's a really big part. I think it's really good to really uh, make sure that you're educating, uh, buyers on the fact that right now sellers are giving concessions. Um, you know, whereas they, they, they were reluctant to do that back then. Why should they? They got people uh, giving cash offers. They got people with $20,000 over asking price, no closing costs. Why would Why would they offer closing costs? Why would they accept an offer with closing costs? Well, they're doing that now. I'm seeing a lot of my offers come in. Closing costs on them, um, but I really think, uh, in my opinion, some of the conversations that you and I have had, I think it's time to to maybe do a joint call with your lender. You know, if you if you uh, haven't had this conversation with the lender, ask them if they'll do a joint phone call with you to call your pre-approved buyers that are out there scared to death. They don't want to pull the trigger. They don't want to go shopping. and helping them understand why they still should, that's my take.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. So I want to talk about a couple of things here tied in with that thought. If we're a newer agent, right, this is a place for new agents to really tenured experienced agents. If we're a newer agent, especially if you you were licensed in the last two years, you really haven't had an opportunity to learn the skill set around negotiation in this industry. And you may have negotiation skill sets from the other parts of your life, but you really didn't have an opportunity in 2020 and 2021, and maybe even early 2022 to really negotiate because the the climate of the market was give the seller what they want because we're up against 10 or 12 or 32 people, right? So you haven't had a chance to really learn those skills. Now is the time. You can negotiate again. Inventory is up, right? Right and it rates are up too, and so sellers want to sell. And so what I see is my sellers are going through this transition where they just listed in the last few months, maybe. And they kind of got their listing out there at the end of this hyper uh, seller's market. And I'm not saying where the seller's market is over. I think sellers are still getting great prices for their homes, but they're still listing a little high. Because they see what they missed, right? So they miss. they feel like they missed out a little bit. So some are still listing a little high. And so you're, so what is that creating? You are starting to see more days on market. You started in this business two years ago, days on market were two days, okay. three days, four days, right? Prior to that, though, days on market, depending on your area, could have been 30 to 60 days. I used to tell people you should be under contract and on your way to closing in 90 to 120 days in the Midwestern markets that I served, right? Faster if we priced a little bit more aggressively. And if we were prepared to offer things like concessions, closing costs to help our buyers. And so everyone sort of forgot about that, right? And so now we're back into that kind of a market. So what are things you can do? You can offer sellers as a buyer a really great price and you can, um, but ask them to give back some costs that would either uh, decrease the buyer's um, amount of money they need to bring to closing or buy down their rate, right? Buy down their rate. Your lenders can help you with this. So best practices, um, one, Chris gave us, let's get on the phone with buyers that have been pre-approved. I'm going to say pre-approved for the last 30 days or more. Right. If you've got a pre-approval that's hitting day 30 or beyond, let's get on the phone, get your lender partner involved, and let's talk with those buyers about how their pre-approval may have shifted. Right. It may not have, but it may have. If they had, and you you might say, Well, Amy. Why may it not have? Well, maybe they had really low debt and they have really great income and credit. And so, yeah, it stinks that the interest rates jumped a point in the last month, but it doesn't really affect them so much. But what if they were really close on their debt to income, right? Or what if they um, don't have the best credit score, right? It's good enough to get approved so far, but what if they don't have the best credit scores? This point jump that we've seen may affect them. It may either, it may change their buying power or guys it may knock them out right now. They may not be able to buy right now. Let us bring that information to them as the professionals, even if it's bad news, because when you bring the good news or the bad news, you have an opportunity to build a plan to get them where they want to go. Make sense?
2: Do you mind if I add a couple of things to that? Thank you. Yeah. So one of the things that I would say to that, I, you know, just to kind of to uh piggyback on what she's saying, you know, keep in mind you have uh, conventional buyers right now. And if you're not familiar with how this works on a conventional loan, you can go up to about 48, 49% on the back end, right? that meaning your your uh housing payment and your debt. Uh, you can go up to about 48, 49%. You can still get an approval for somebody to go conventional. Um, to Amy's point, with the rates jumping up the way they have, if you have somebody that was pre-approved two months ago, if you if you bump up the rates to where they're at, seven, seven and a half percent right now, they may go over 50, Amy. And in that situation right there, you you can still get them into a home. It would either have to do one of two things. They would either have to go FHA because FHA, you can go above 50, you can go up to 58%-ish. Uh, 59, I've seen it go up really high on that end. Uh, and then the other thing that you want to keep in mind is that there's ways to restructure the loan. So we can look at it and say, hey, you know what? Um, maybe we got we got to pay some debt down here in order for you to be able to qualify. I think the other thing that you got to keep in mind as well is regardless of, of uh, approvability, we got to do the right things for our clients, right? So you have a really good conversation with them right up front. Uh, just like the client that we talked to together yesterday, Amy, we talked to them. What did she say? She said she wanted a payment, remember, to be around $1,200 a month. And so what I had to do is kind of take a look at it and say, hey, you know, you could still get to $1,200 a month with these interest rates but you're going to have to put a little bit more money down. remember how we talked about that? And you know what? In this situation, the buyer was walking away with a good enough chunk of change to where she could put a little bit more money down. And then she could still get that payment that she's going to feel comfortable with. And I think that that's a really good conversation to just talk through it with them. Some of them think because the interest rates went up so high, Amy, they don't qualify anymore. Some of them yeah. think because the interest rates went up so high, they can't get that payment that they want. And there's ways to get it done. So I just wanted to throw that in there.
1: No, I appreciate it. And You guys write this down. It's not a matter of if someone can buy. It's just when and how. This is now a skills-based market. So our job is to get the information and create the solution. And if you don't know a solution, you get with somebody smarter than you, right? Chris is smarter than me in lending. He always will be. So that is what he does. That is not what I do. So I'm going to get with people like him, right? And we're going to work together on a solution and you're going to find there's always solution. Listen to what he said. One of the things he said is, well, you can, you know, if the interest rate went up, um, they can always switch to another loan. That may not be information. We know as agents, we just may not know they can do that. We, we, we can observe what we have experienced in the past, but it, the scenario is going to change with every single person. Lenora is asking a really great question. How can we explain in simple terms how a seller buys down a buyer's rate? Do you want to take a crack at that, Chris?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great great question. What what it is is about having a good conversation with your lender, whether it's your lender or if it's a lender that this buyer brought to the situation and you really don't have a a say-so in it. What you want to do is really nail down what are the closing costs. Okay, if the closing costs are three thousand um, dollars, you know some of you uh, know this already. Uh, typically, on a conventional loan, uh, you can get three percent of the purchase price towards closing costs and prepaids. FHA, you can get up to six percent of the purchase price towards closing costs and prepaids. Amy, do you remember what we talked about a couple of weeks ago that you, that what was new information that maybe you even learned? Do you remember what I told you about conventional loans?
1: Tell
2: me. Okay. So if you don't if if you don't know this already, guys, if uh if you uh put more than 10%, 10% or more down on a conventional loan, you can get more than 3% for for uh, of the purchase price for closing costs. So that's something to keep in mind. What am I saying? So if the if the closing costs are three, three thousand dollars and you get them five thousand dollars. That means you have two thousand dollars to buy down their interest rate. So the interest rate was going to be seven seven and a half percent, because but because they paid that two thousand dollars, it could buy down their rate to seven and a quarter, and then that makes that payment a little bit more manageable. Something else I'll throw in on that, Amy, that I think is kind of neat that that a lot of uh, frankly lenders won't even work to do for you. That it's really important for you to ask this question. If you got them $6,000 for closing costs uh, and closing costs are only $4,000, do you know what? Most of those lenders aren't going to revisit the interest rate. It's really important for you to ask that question. Hey, it looks like we got a little extra uh, money uh, for for closing costs. You know as well as I do, if they don't use that money, where's it go? It goes right back to the seller. So Mm -hmm. if you don't ask that question, you can ask the question, hey, uh, Mr. Lender. Uh, I noticed that we got about two or $3,000 extra in closing costs. Is this a possibility of buying down the rate for the borrower? And then you can go back to them and say, hey, guess what? We did a, such a great job getting closing costs for you. Not only are your closing costs paid, but we're actually going to be able to buy down your interest rate and get your payment better. And then you did more uh, to add value to the situation. But you nailed it on the head, Amy. It's all about teamwork. Teamwork. About working that- together.
1: Let's just quickly recap for everybody. FHA, you can get 6% back from the seller. So 6% of the purchase price. Conventional, traditionally, it's 3% back of the purchase price. If we put more, if we have a, a buyer that can put more than 10% down, they can get how much back?
2: Uh it's it it varies based upon how much you put down over 10%, but it's it's 5%. And then it can go up to 6% as well.
1: Okay, so we'll just say five to 6%. I'm going to put that in the chat for you guys. Okay. So that may not, that may, some of that information you may not know. I did not know that's what Chris is referring to, that if they put more than 10% down, they can actually get more than 3% back. And I've been doing this 10 years. I didn't know that. So I learned that just a week or two ago. So you can
2: learn a lot from a great dummy. news. You can learn yeah. a lot from a dummy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know about that, but um, okay. So, Here's what I'm telling. And, and here's the other thing. Um, here's the other thing I want to tell you guys. Um, I'm having conversations with buyers around maybe I'll wait till spring. Maybe I'll wait till summer. And here's what I'm saying to them you can wait. You can absolutely wait. Let's talk about what that looks like if you wait, right? What does a spring summer market look like compared to a fall winter market? The spring-summer market is way busier. So it will be more competitive. If weather rates stay the same, we can't predict them, right? I can tell them what I'm reading. But weather rates stay the same, they go up or they go down. What will change is there will be more competition in spring and summer than there is right now. There may, may be less inventory because there's more competition. It's hard to know, right? And for sure, prices will go up. We are not in a depreciating market. We are in an appreciation appreciating market. And even though we're going to continue to appreciate these homes are going to gain value at a slower rate than they did in 2020 and 2021, they're still going up. So you're going to wait to pay more money in a later time, for the same home, you would pay less money for today. Yes, your rate will potentially be higher today because I don't know what those rates look like in April or May. But I can, we can say this: they may go down at some point. Rates will come down. We've got to be careful that we don't predict when because we really don't know. But what we do know from history, history repeats itself, is that they're cyclical. So what goes up must come down, and when they come down they can take advantage of refinance programs. After six months, they can take advantage of refinance programs and they can get a lower rate. So I know you hear a lot about marry the house, date the rate, that's kind of a cute way to talk about it, but that's an important conversation to have and really educate and explain. This goes for your renters too, right? Your renters are still paying a lot of rent, right? If we can get them into a home, Now they own, they're paying themselves. Now they own the home, uh, regardless of the rate. They can refinance the rate later on.
2: All right. Uh, Just so you know, Amy, I actually found the the guidelines on it too. And if you want, uh, do you have an email list that you could send it out? I could send it to you. We can Uh, post
1: it with this podcast. Yeah, if you send it. I can get it posted with a podcast.
2: I will send that to you. Yeah. If, if it is uh 10, 10% down, that's 6%. If they go down to 25% down, they can get up to 9%, believe it or not, on a conventional loan. So uh, that's kind of cool. Uh, can I add something to what you just said about renters? Oh, please do. Uh, guys, you know what? Uh, and I, I'll probably, I was going to plan on saying this later uh, and maybe I'll revisit it a little bit, but just remember when you're talking to people, you are the source of information for people. The, the key is they're looking for you to educate them. They want you to help them. And you know, just like Amy, you you and I were sitting with a buyer just a couple of weeks ago and they started talking about, you remember this? They said my coworkers are telling me it's it's not a good time to buy and I shouldn't buy because the interest rates are too high. And I stopped them and I said, hey, let me ask you a question. Does that mean that you still want to pay? Uh, you you don't wanna pay a mortgage? And he, he was like, well, that's what they're telling me. I said, well, the problem is you are paying somebody's mortgage, you're paying somebody's mortgage. And you know what? The rent out there, are you telling me that the payments uh, for buying a home still aren't more, in, uh, 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 more um, affordable than renting a home? You'll find out that they still are. They're just not quite as affordable as they were. So they're blowing this thing out of proportion where when you look at it, they're still saving money. So don't forget to point that out to them, guys. You, you, so you want to pay somebody else's mortgage. Is that what you're saying? Um, you know, you want to pay rent at $1,800, but I can give you the same house with a payment of 1500 so, you know, it's it's all about perspective. And if we listen to what these this naysayers are saying right now, and if we just let them be fed by the news and by all the people out there, the doomsday people, that the economy is collapsing, the world's coming to an end, well, boy, I guess what? They're going to be scared. They're not going to pull the trigger. But I just thought I'd throw that in there. No, I uh, love
1: it. Thank you, thank you so much. Um, that made me think of this. I, I really want you all to do some homework, right? You should be able to tell a buyer based on an average price point in your market, what their payments would be, what their cash to close would be on typical loans, right? FHA conventional loans, right? And how that changes as the interest rate shifts, we should be able to talk about that. So, but Amy, I don't know how to talk about that. Get with your lender partner, run some scenarios, right? Have them show you what does it look like for that buyer that's FHA three and a half percent down on a 250,000 or 300, whatever your average price for it is mortgage okay what does that look like at a seven and a half percent interest rate right what does that look like at eight let's get crazy I know we're not there yet but what if we go there right what does that look like at six and a half right or seven you just know your numbers have a little cheat sheet I got a little cheat sheets I have I got my little cheat sheets have a little cheat sheet so you can talk about it and show them on paper what it would look like um comp- so that they, you can calm their nerves, because that's what it's really about. We get worked up in the drama of all the talk, right? Because our family is talking to us and our friends are talking to us and none of them are in real estate. None of them are in lending, right? And then here's what I always tell my buyers and sellers. And very rarely do they make this decision. But I say, you know, it's okay to wait. If you're not financially ready, if it really isn't affordable, let's wait till it is. But let's do the numbers to make that decision because the numbers really tell us a lot, especially when they're selling and buying. When you can show them the profit that they would get on the home and how that would translate to the new purchase, even with the rates where they're at, when you can talk about both sides of the financial equation at one time, one conversation, right? Boy, is that powerful and it really aids them in decision making and it aids you in moving them to the next step.
2: Yeah, I I think the other thing I think about with that, Amy, is that um, you said it and just putting it in a different kind of uh, framing it differently is when you talk to somebody about that, remind them, hey. You know, everybody's worried about the rate uh, the values dropping, the, the values, the balloon is going to happen again. Personally, I don't think it's going to be uh, nearly as bad in, in a lot of our markets, Northwestern Indiana specifically. I can't speak to where everybody's at here on the, on the call, um, but it, we have a pretty solid market here. Our value is going to be affected, impacted. Yes, quite possibly. But to Amy's point, if they sold and they got $30,000 more than they would have because the market is so good right now then that, that money is transferred over to this other home. And so really it's kind of a, it's kind of a, a, a it's a, it's a wash. If you ask me, take, that's just a, a, a cool little way of looking at it.
1: And here guys, there are still plenty of conventional programs out there, but we're, you know, I, at least I'm seeing a lot more FHA buyers right now. And some of that is the interest rates have gone up, right? So that is going to be a better product. A lot of times for our buyers, don't be afraid of FHA. Just get comfortable with the guidelines. Don't be afraid of FHA. I just won a bid yesterday in a multiple offer situation for an FHA buyer um, with concessions. We're getting money back. We're getting 3% back. Uh, It's just about the strategies that you use. And it's going to vary, right? Depending on what your specific situation is, but there's always a solution. So, you know, get with your mentors. If you need help, you want to talk through strategies, get give, call me. Um, as a matter of fact, we'll even do that next week. Next week, what we'll talk about is what are the different strategies when we're negotiating these offers that we can put in place um to get concessions back for our buyers and still win the deal, right? We'll talk about that next week because there's lots of things we can do. Um, but Don't be afraid, just get really educated at a, and I'd say at a mid-level, not so much at a high level, you don't have to get too granular, but at a mid-level, get pretty educated about what these different product loan products mean and what levers you can pull um, to, to get your buyers moving to the next step and to get them to win some deals. I know we're coming to the end, but I do, Chris, this is all over social media. So I do wanna ask you about this. Um, everyone is talking about a two-to-one buy-down program, and that is the same in gross. And I know it could be a good product, but help us understand benefits of it. And then I know I've heard you say it may not always be the best product. So can we talk about both sides, please?
2: Yeah, yeah, it's it's great. It's it's actually a good product. Um, and you know what I would what say? Is
1: it? What is it? Yeah.
2: So you're paying you're paying points. Okay, you're paying two to three points to buy the rate down. Okay, And the way it works is if the rate's 7.5%, then the rate actually, the first year of the mortgage, it would be uh, 2% less. It would go down to 5.5%. And then the next year, it would bump up to 6.5%. And then it would come up eventually to the 7.5%. Now, what I would say to you about it is, here's the two sides of it. Number one, I don't believe it makes sense the majority of the time. Okay, I'm gonna tell you that right up front. If a buyer's wanting to pay points, Uh, that's one thing, right? They want to buy that rate down. They want to get the rate down lower. That's a a whole nother story, okay? But I'm going to tell you right now, what you've got to do is look at a cost recapture, okay? And see if you're really benefiting from it. Because what? If the rates do go back in the fives, are we really going to leave those people in a 7.5%? No, we're going to get them out of that mortgage and we're going to put them into a 5.5%. What's that mean? Well, now we're going to incur more costs doing a refinance. Does it make sense? Yeah, when the payment's going down a certain amount. So- the question you got to ask is: Did it really make sense to pay the points when they bought the house? Did it really make sense to pay those extra points if they're being paid by the seller? Hey, all day long, let's not leave any money on the table. But but if 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 it if it if, it, if they're gonna pay for it, I'm gonna tell them, hey guys, we're gonna try and get you out of this loan here in the next year or so. So why in the world do we want to go pay an extra two thousand, four thousand dollars when when you're gonna get out of this loan in about a year or two? Mm-hmm. It doesn't really make sense, in my opinion, the majority of the time. Now, what I'll tell you is where it does make sense. Here's where it does make sense, Amy. I think what you got to look at is you got payment sensitive buyers, right? They're looking at this thing and going, man, I don't know if I can afford this house. Well, hey, we have a way we can buy you some time to make the payment a little bit more manageable for the next two years. Would that make you feel more comfortable moving forward? Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, this is a great product that my lender offers. Okay, so I think that that's something that it does make sense for those people that are just stuck on the payment and that payment's too high and I just can't afford it. Well, in that case, this may be a good option for people, Amy. So that's my take on it. And then looking at it from the from the from the the buying down, look at it this way, guys. Don't forget. That even though you can buy that rate down 2%, where is it going the next year? It's going up 1%. The following year, it's going up another percent. So here's the question Did it make more sense to buy the rate down temporarily, or did it make more sense to buy it down permanently? You could buy, you could have bought with two points, you could have bought that rate down possibly almost a half a percent, get it from seven and a half down to 7%, and it's stuck there. Doesn't change for the life of the loan. So which one really made sense is what you got to ask the question and then look at it and say, hey, guys, in my opinion, the way I do it, I don't make that decision for anybody. Amy. I tell them, hey, here's your two options. Mm-hmm. What, what, what do you think makes the most sense for you? And let them make that decision for you, for themselves.
1: Yeah, I agree with you from a scripting perspective, guys. Here's what I'm doing with this. Right. I know what it is. I don't know if it's going to be the best financial option for the buyer I'm talking to early in the process that I'm just trying to help them move through the discovery of do they really want to buy now or not, right? I'm just because they're coming to me and they're going, the rates are high and I'm not sure what do I do? I'm just trying to move them through the thought process. So I'm telling them, right? Yes, the rates are up. Yes, they are. But they're really back to what they historically had been prior to 2020, right? This was a blip in the historical calendar that we never saw before.
2: Not right? realistic.
1: Right. And we can't stay there. It's not realistic. So we're really getting back to some normalcy, but if it doesn't feel normal, right? doesn't feel normal because we were just at two and three and 4%. So it doesn't feel normal. So we're getting back to some normalcy. Sellers are willing to negotiate. We can get concessions. Concessions can be used to reduce cash to close, to buy down to lower rates, right? Lots of strategies for you, Mr. and Mrs. Buyer. Just having that high-level conversation will pique curiosity enough that you can move them to the next step. Get them with the lender who can help them understand what the best options are gonna be for them. So, um, so the, that's what I hope you take away from this. Um, Mike's asking, does a two-year buy-down help buyers qualify?
2: Yeah, I just opened the chat. I'm sorry, guys. I didn't even see this. I just just responded to one of the the questions. And then, yeah, you you need to understand it goes off the fully indexed rate. It does not go off of the lower rate. It does not help with the the qualification, unfortunately. Great Great question, though. So
1: skills-based, these are the skills. Um, here's what I'm going to tell you as we wrap it up, because I know we ran a little over. So um, here's what I'm going to tell you as we wrap it up. Get out there and just get yourself educated. And if I would say I'm pretty educated, but I'm learning new things, too. So revisit everything. Get back with your lender partners. Really talk through what has changed. What are the loan products out there? What do I need to know? Let's revisit the guidelines. Just get yourself educated. Get some bullet points down that you can put into your conversations and start having these conversations. You bring it up. Start having these conversations with your prospects, with your past clients that are now looking to make a move, with those leads that are coming in and are, and with anybody that's just saying, how's the rates? How's the market? Oh, my gosh, the rates are so terrible. Well, yeah, the rates are higher but they're not terrible. And let's talk through what that means. It means something different for every individual person. It is not the market. You guys can be successful in this market. You will be successful in this market as long as you have the mindset and you sharpen the saw. It is not the market. It's us, right? We can move through this. I have not had a, a slow month in real estate in almost 10 years. So... I've had some months that were higher and some that were lower, but no zeros, guys. So, and I've always beat my minimum income. And you can too. I'm nothing special, right? You can too. It's just about knowing your information and knowing how to use it. Um, so Mike says he lived through 18% rates. I missed that, Mike.
2: <laughs> I missed that, Mike. It was right. no fun, but the conversation then was, well, we can't expect to ever see 3% again, you know, uh and they were basically right. It's 30 years later before we saw 33% again, but uh, okay. we just got used to it. Yeah, very good.
1: Chris Norris, where do you lend? Tell us where you can help us. Because yes, we're, we're uh, a national here. We're everywhere.
2: It, yeah, guys. Hey, uh, it's great to be on the call with you, Amy. Thank you again so much for asking me to be a part of it. It's been really nice to meet everybody. Said some had some people ask if I lend in Texas. We lend in all 50 states. Uh, I personally am, uh, licensed in, uh, Indiana, Illinois, Wisconsin and Florida. Uh, and then we also do have, uh, the, I do have the ability to work through my team and can do, uh, loans in all 50 States. So anywhere, if you, if you need help, if you got a question, I'm telling you right now, you can ask this lady. I go to the, uh, seller's house with her, help her have those conversations. And I'm willing to do that, uh, with any of my, my, uh, valued partners. Can I say one last little thing, Amy? I hope you would. This is what I want to say to you guys. Look at me. Uh there's so many people that are scared right now in this market. I want you to please listen to me. If you didn't listen to one word I said to you, listen to me right now. I'm going to encourage you and I'm going to get you fired up if you listen to me right now. Here's what you need to do. I'll never forget whenever the pandemic happened and how scary it got. You remember how that felt if you were in that? You remember how you're like holy crap, people are dying. Um, you can't, you, the, the realtors can't go take buyers into homes. Um, what in the world is going to happen to this? And I, frankly, I was like, uh, I've been through 08 and I saw it and it, it was scary. I saw the rates go all over the place. And I saw, uh, the market come to a screeching halt and crash down on our heads. I saw values get lost, but you know what? The pandemic scared me. But I'll never forget, I'm a big, uh, and Amy knows this, I, I don't know if it's good for me to throw the names out. I'm sorry if I'm not supposed to, but I'm a big Tom Ferry fan. And one of the things that he said, and I'll never forget it. He said, guys, this is not time to go down in the war bunker. This is not the time to pull the blanket over your head and say, woe is me. I can't get a deal. I can't get a listing. Nobody's buying homes. BS, I don't know that we can curse on this thing but that's not right. You can do it, guys. The the key is for you to have a a strategy. You have to have a strategy. Don't sit on your seat. Don't go turn the lights off and crawl under the covers. Get on the phone and have conversations with people. Have conversations with the people so that you can help them understand why it still does make sense to buy a house. It does. Why do you want to pay rent right now? So I just want to encourage you guys. You can make it. You can get deals but it's about taking action. That's the key. Don't sit back and wait. You've got to get on the phone. Yesterday, I pounded the phone and I got a hold of five buyers that were wondering why they should be buying right now. And I got to have five wonderful conversations with those people, guys. Make sure you're having, make this a goal. If you don't do this already, make this your goal. Have five quality conversations every single day quality conversations. Um, and that's all I'm going to say to you guys, guys, it's wonderful to be with you and just know that you can make it through this. This real estate market has been going on through all the ups and downs and it's going to make it through this. And if you get the determination, get the right strategy and just roll up your sleeves and go to work, you're going to make it through this.
1: Awesome. That is a great way to, great way to wrap us up. Thank you, Chris Norris, everybody. Um, Thanks to Chris Norris. We really appreciate it. Reach out to Chris. Reach out to me if you need anything. We're here for you. You can find us on social media and have a great day. Go get some deals.
2: Go get some deals. Teamwork, guys. Go get it. Teamwork.